0: Well, it's been about two years since I've spoken in front of anybody or preached or anything. God's about ready to turn me loose. I got a thing down in my belly. There's a fire down in here. And I want to impart that to you today, so a, whoever needs it and wants it. Bring it. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. I also got some words of knowledge I'll give you later. I know there's been some healings here already, but God wants to do something in the Holy Ghost. How many here need more of the Holy Ghost? I said, how many here need more of the Holy Ghost? Come on. It's impartation day. You know what impartation is? What I have, I impart to you. Does that make sense? All right. Now, everybody's been looking at this vest, right? Everybody thinks, well, he's a motorcycle kid. I've had a motorcycle, but I don't have now. He used to have an old dirt bike. I used to ride it to work. Anyway, uh, 10, 12 years ago, now this, this is a ministry. This is not a show. This is a ministry. We had it for over 10 years in Heath, Ohio, there's a little a guy that worked on semi-trucks in his garage. there are on 30th Street. And uh, he had a fellow come in one day, and they got to talking about God, and they found out they were both Christian people going to share the gospel. So they was praying each, with each other in their, this little guy's uh, truck dealership garage, I should say, praying with each other. And people started coming in, and they got to talking to them. And they found out they needed healing. So they was doing what James 5.14 says. Call the elders of the church. You do what? You anoint them with oil. The prayer of the sick will save the sick, right? Heal the sick. People started getting healed, so they, God started to in, impress on them. That they should start a ministry of healing, and call it from the scriptures. uh, Somebody read what it says on the back. David's mighty men. David's mighty men. What's the scripture? First Chronicles eleven ten, which starts out by saying about David's mighty men, right? How many did David have? Thirty-three. All right. The, the, the main three, or the big boys, were mighty men. They were the chief of the mighty men. One slew 300 one time, and one slew a 1,000 at one time by himself. Now that's the mighty men. Now he done that in the physical. Slew them, killed him. All right? So anyway, they decided they wanted to have something that represented the mighty men. So the two of them came up with the patches on my back. Now there's only about 20 of them in existence. That's all there was of us. We preached in Pennsylvania and all over Ohio. Seen mighty healings, the power of God. Now I am not here to brag on this vest. This vest is just a tool. I'm bragging on the Holy Ghost. Because the power of the Holy Ghost, when we walked into a church... Sometimes there was 10 of us. Sometimes there was five of us. Whoever could come would go. But we were like this in faith and belief and everything. We backed each other up. Whatever one was going through, we were there. Seen mighty healings in our midst, in our group. And I'm going to share one with you before I go on with anything else. You can only get into this group by invitation. They would vote on you and and decide whether the Holy Spirit wanted you in this group or not. Well, they invited me to come to be one of the members, and I said, well, I'll pray about it. Well, the more I prayed about it, I couldn't get away from it. So anyhow, um, I joined the group, and I'm going to share this one miracle, because this is what we've done. This is what God called us to do through this group. But uh, two months before I joined the group, now, by the way, the Newark Hospital, if we were together right now with these vests on, we could walk into the emergency room and the nurses would say, go on back, guys. Wow. We didn't ask where we were, preachers, pastors, nothing. and said, go on back, guys. Never stopped us. Because of miracles they were called into the emergency room one night and three o'clock in the morning now whoever could come at three o'clock in the morning they met at the hospital emergency room three of them showed up at three o'clock in the morning they went back this lady was laying on the gurney in in one of the little rooms they have with the, the curtain you know what I'm talking about said what's what's going on down here He said, "Well, this lady's got a goiter on the side of her neck, and it's very painful." They anointed her with oil. We carry this every place we go. They anointed her with oil. The three of them laid hands on her, and that goiter rolled off on the table. Rolled off on the table. Walked into church one night, had this vest on. This has been about five or six years ago, the church we was at. This lady, she said, uh, Linda, I want you to pray for my son. He's in Texas. He's a drug addict, and he's an alcoholic, and I need him to come home. I said, all right. We anointed her with oil. Prayed for her that son would come home. Two weeks later, I was supposed to preach that night at church. When I walked in, this lady was standing up front by the altar, and this young man standing beside of her. I walked up, and she said, Lynn, this is my son. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. He came home. Hallelujah. Yeah, thank you, Lord. But that's just a start. I preached that night and I was standing down below the pulpit on the floor like this. I said, anybody here need a healing tonight? You come and stand right in front of me. I turned around and started to walk this way. I turned around, 15 people lined up clear across the front of the auditorium. Me and another brother started down to that end. First thing we had to do was cast out a devil from a young lady. Instantly, the devil left. That spirit left the room. By the time I got down to the other end with me and this other brother, where this young boy was that had come home, I walked up to him. I said, What do you want God to do for you? First thing I his mad, I said, I don't want to get saved. We led him in the sinner's prayer i said would you like to receive the baptism of the holy ghost he said yes i would i said ray pray for him ray goes up to him he goes like this before he ever tests him <speaking in <tongues instantly> started speaking in tongues instantly I said, what's the matter with your body? What's 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 wrong with your body? You got something really going on with your body. He said, all everything. I anointed him with oil and touched him, and out on the pew he went. He just he laid right out on the front pew. Out in the Holy Ghost. Now I didn't know what was going on with him at that time. Finished up the service. He was still laying on the front pew, out just like somebody had hit him with a club. We had to almost carry him to the car. He couldn't walk. That's how powerful the Holy Ghost is. I'm telling you right now, the Holy Ghost is in this place. He's talking to some of you right now. They took him home. Two weeks later was supposed to preach in Lancaster, Ohio, where this lady and her son went to church. Knew the pastor well. My wife and I walked in that morning. We walked in about the middle of the Sunday school room or the meeting. The boy, a young man, was sitting behind, about three rows behind the, the everybody else. Sunday school got over. He comes walking up the thing and said, Lynn, I got something to tell you. He said, You don't know this. But he said, When they took me home two weeks ago, I was out in the Holy Ghost for 24 hours. I could not get up, I could not sleep, I was out in the Spirit for 24 hours. He said, when I come out of that, he said, God healed me. I said, tell me about it. I have a little trouble remembering the four things that happened to him, so it's going to come to me in a second. One thing he said, he said, I had a tumor in my stomach. He said, it disappeared. He said, I'm meeting mom at a house and home. He rose up his sleeve. He had a long sleeve shirt on. He rose it up to his shoulder. He said, Linda, I had skin cancer from here to here and his skin looked like baby skin god healed him of a, that cancer skin on his body and i do this every time I, I i mention that of the other two the other two were something else and i, I i'm having the trouble lord give me that what what was the two that he had that Well, he'll come to me. If I don't, just remember, he had four different things—major things—that God healed him of, just by laying hands on him that night in the church meeting. Mark eleven twenty-three and twenty-four. Some of you sitting here this morning, you got some mountains in your life. Mountains that you can't get over. You can't get under it. You can't get around it. You can't get through it. What's Mark 11, 23, and 24 say? You You have to speak to the mountain. God's not going to speak to the mountain for you. You're going to have to do it. Is that right? You're going to have to speak to the mountain, whatever that mountain is. God's done everything he's going to do about it. Because if you don't speak to that mountain, that's as far as it's ever going to go. You're going to have to speak to it. Now I know some of you got healed this morning, if not all of you. That's why you went front, up front, right? To get healed, be healed, receive healing. How many know you have to receive it? If you don't receive it, you're going to get it. God, just don't throw it out there. Stand up, would you please? You. Your blood pressure is up and down, right? I I think you've been experiencing that. God's going to take care of that. (laughs) (laughs) Touch her, God, touch her. Touch her now. I said, touch her now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, touch her right now. Be healed in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Lord. If I had a title to this message, it would be the anointing, the favor, and the fire. Have you ever asked God to anoint you with a ministry that you've been called to? I know there's, there's some it has been called mightily of God, but you've been telling him no. You know who you are. I know who some of you are, but I'm not going to call you out. God has got a calling on your life. And he's going to provide the, the finances and everything else that you need to do that ministry. How many here believe that God's gonna do a mighty work in this church? Amen. How many is gonna believe that He's gonna do it through you? Amen. Come on, raise your hand. You're gonna do it through you? Mm-hmm. All right, let me ask you another question. How many here know you know that you need the favor of God on your life? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. How many here believe I need the fire of the Holy Ghost to accomplishment? Without the anointing, without the favor, without the fire, you'll fail. Because you cannot do it on your own abilities and your own strength. It's impossible. You cannot do it. You've got to have the anointing of the Holy Ghost, the favor of God, and the fire. When John the Baptist was preaching in the wilderness, he said, I baptize you with what? Water. But he who is coming after me will baptize you with the, with." Water. You yes, see, you're baptized with the Holy Ghost and what? Fire. The Holy Ghost and the fire. Now I see some of you grinning. Is that what God's been talking to you about? The Holy Ghost and fire. Now I shared this with Pastor quite a while back, and I thought, talked to him about it last week. I believe, and I've saw it in the spirit, there's a portal, that's open in, an open portal over this building. Angels are coming to and fro heaven on the, on the top of this building. There's an open portal right here. Remember Mike that went here, came with me all the time here? Mike Klosser? We were in a prophetic meeting in uh, Newark, Ohio, about a year ago, and about that time, there was a lady uh, prophet that was prophesying, not at that meeting, but I'd heard her, and she said that there's gonna be open portals over some churches, and she said also, there's some open portals um, on top and above your house. And that done something in my spirit. I thought, well, okay. I believe that's at my house. About two weeks after I heard it from that prophet, the one in Newark that we went to, Mike and I, this wasn't a lady. She was, a, was another prophet, a, a, a man prophet. But anyway, he was uh, prophesying to different people. And he says, by the way, There's an open portal on some of you folks' home right now. And I'm telling you, my Holy Spirit jumped in my spirit, and I said, okay, I got it. Now, I'm not bragging, or I'm just stating facts. I believe I have a portal on top of my house, above my house. Angels are coming to and fro. Now, how many here have ever heard of the the Lion of the Tribe of Judah? Who is that? Jesus, right? The lion of the tribe of Judah. The lion of the tribe of Judah I saw in a, in a dream and a vision over my house. The front paws are on the house. The back paws are on the garage of my house. The lion of the tribe of Judah. Some of you are going to have the same thing. Now, maybe you never heard of that. I don't know. This is a little different sermon you've heard for a long time. (laughs) Praise God. There's a move of the Holy Ghost coming, folks, that we have never seen in our life. And I want to share another little testimony before I get into a little scripture on on favor. Uh, I've been married twice. My first wife and I was married 54 years, or 51 years and four months, right out of high school. And I lost her uh, 14 years ago for open-heart surgery. She went for it and never came home. And uh, she was brought up, uh, very sickly because they didn't have enough food to eat, okay? You know how that, some of you know what I'm talking about. She gave most of her food to her younger siblings, so she was very sickly when we got married. Anyway, I lost her. She said, I don't want a funeral, per se. I don't want a funeral, she said. I don't want people staring at me. I said, okay. So we had calling services, lasted four hours. We took her to the, we actually, the kids and I took her to the funeral home, from the funeral home. We carried her out, carried her to the grave, and buried her. Pastor, he said, "Uh, you want to have some kind of a dinner for, if we'd like to have a dinner for you? I said, fine. I said, "Uh, one thing I want to have, I want to have a, um, uh, what do you call it? I'm having trouble thinking words here. Uh, celebration of life? No. Uh, celebration. celebration. Going to have a celebration of life because she passed from this life. It was a celebration. She moved up. Right. You see what I'm saying? Right. So anyway, I kept inviting everybody. But two weeks after we we buried her, we uh, they had a little yeah. dinner for us at the Assembly of God Church on Cherry Valley Road in in. 2009, and I kept. Telling, I invited people, I said, Why do once you come to the celebration, because I said we're going to have church. We're going to have church. Well, it was way beyond what I called church. Started out. I uh, we talked about Mama and all everything she'd done and how good she was and all this and on and on. So I preached a message, invited people to come to Jesus, and a lady came up and got saved. Amen. Amen. I got done. I said, anybody here need a healing? And man, I turned around and the people lined up every place and everybody I touched or didn't touch. I went out three times on the floor myself because of the Holy Ghost was so fire on me. I couldn't stand up. Uh, and I lost count of how many people went out in the Holy Ghost, got up healed, got up saved. I mean, the whole the whole nine yards they always say, got up, got saved, got healed with the Holy Ghost, got filled with the Holy Ghost. One young lady laid on the floor for half an hour, and God, you could just see God just changing her her looks and everything on her body, everything was changing. She got up totally set free. <coughs> totally set free. Now, I don't know what you call church. But when I see people getting baptized in the Holy, Holy Ghost, you, but folks, you've got to get saved first. I enjoy what Brad does. He, he invites people to come to Jesus. Well, then when you get saved, you need to come to the Holy Ghost. Get filled with the Holy Ghost. How many of you know what I'm talking about? You get filled with the Holy Ghost. Then you're ready to go out and minister. Is that true? Mm -hmm. All right. When the Holy Ghost comes on you, or the anointing, I'm still talking about the anointing right now, okay? And I'm not going to get done. When the anointing comes on you, which is the Holy Spirit, he speaks to your spirit, right? Now, can he speak to your mind? Mm -hmm. Yes. But he speaks to your spirit. Spirit to spirit, right? Mm -hmm. All right. When you get baptized in the Holy Spirit, when I got baptized in the Holy Spirit 50 years ago, now that sounds like a long time, which it is. (laughs) (laughs) When I got uh, saved, Man, I was looking through new eyes. Came home, everything looked better, looked brighter. But when I got baptized in the Holy Ghost seven years later, it was a whole different ball game. A whole different experience. I walked in our door, the front door that night, where I got baptized in the Holy Ghost, and the Holy Ghost spoke to me and says, "You got things in this in this house. You better get rid of." Amen. So we started cleaning house. We had things hanging on the wall from Africa. Well, how many of you know that when you bring things to Africa, you might get a spirit too? So we got rid of them. Cleaned house. There was a new presence in the house. Because it was the Holy Ghost. If you haven't experienced the Holy Ghost, don't you leave this building this morning without it. Because there's things coming on this world system and this this America right now that you're going to need the Holy Ghost. You will not or may not survive if you don't. I'm I'm not threatening anything. I'm just telling you. Get filled with the Holy Ghost. Let him start showing you what to do and what not to do. You understand what I'm saying? Because if you don't, the enemy will take you over. How I many you know he's a little bit smarter than you are? The Holy he goes, someone can overcome me, overpower him and overtake him, and you can cast him out. Amen? Amen. All right. I could get into some, a lot of things here, but it'd take me two hours, and I don't have two hours. All right. How many knows about the favor of God? If you have the favor of God on you, you can get anything. You can do anything. If you've got the favor of God on you, you can do anything. To walk in his favor, we must be obedient to what he assigns us to do. Amen. Now, if you're not obedient, then you can feel about the favor. Right? Okay? You can have faith in God and not have favor. But you can't have favor without faith. How many of you know It's not too much you can get without faith? Amen. It takes faith to get anything God has for you. Then you've got to find out what it is first. Is that right? All right, Hebrews 11 one says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Now it goes on with a little more. That's not, that all, that's not all that scripture, but I didn't take time to write it all out. But you know what I'm saying? Substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Favor in your life will cause you to believe. Another thing favor can get you is you can get, get you what money can't buy. How many here has had the favor on, on your life before? You went for a job and you didn't think you had the ability or anything, uh, any qualifications to get the job, but you ended up with the, God, with the job because of God's favor. Yeah. Well, guess what, folks? It's just starting. Right, yeah. The favor of God is just now getting wound up. That's how I see it. You get the favor of God in your, on your life and in your life, you can do anything. There'll be a lot of things that was hard for you until you got the favor and then it makes it easy. The Holy Ghost makes it that way. He makes it easy to receive all the favor that you need that that you'll ever need in your ministry. Favor can get you what money can't buy. How many here has had had something that God spoke to you about, but you didn't have the money to do it? That's all of us, right? Everybody here has got a testimony of of God's favor on your life, right? How many here has actually received the impartation of favor? All right. If you haven't, before you leave, I want to impart favor to you because another lady prophet prophesied to Mike and I in the, in the same time period a year ago I was, we was in the, this meeting and this lady wasn't preaching that night but she had to go to the bathroom which I didn't know about I went to the bathroom because in that church they had one bathroom so you had to you, you trade off you know if the lady was in you didn't go well, all this kind of stuff You know. but anyway so I go to the back of the church where the uh, bathroom was, and went downstairs. Well, when I went downstairs, this lady prophet was standing there. and She said, where's the restroom? I said, it was right through here. So I showed her where it was. I said, well, go ahead. You go first. She, she went in because I figured she had something to do. She was a prophet, okay? And uh, so while, while she was in there, the Holy Ghost spoke to me and said, she's got a word for you. I said, Okay. So I waited a little and she come out and she said, thank you. And she walked right past me and went right back upstairs. And I thought, well, I must have missed that. <laughs> and uh, so anyhow, I goes back up. I sat down beside of Mike, and I didn't see much over the rest of the night. So I went home. That was on a Friday night. Didn't get back Saturday, Sunday night when Mike and I came back. Right in the middle of the service, while the other process was praying for people, she come down the aisle. Over this side, and we over here on the, on the right side. She come walking right straight at us. She had a black handkerchief in her hand. She walks up to me and said, I want to apologize to you. I said, why? She said, I had a word for you, and I didn't give it to you Friday night. She said, I want to impart the favor of God on you too. And Ken, <laughs> before she ever touched me, it's like a bolt of lightning went through me. I mean, I went just like that. I jumped. I knew I had the favor of God. And in this last year, my finances hadn't been the greatest, but I had finances start coming. Because of what? Favor, favor of God. Now, let me, let me share something else here real quick. If you're not a tither and a giver... Forget about the favor. Now that's a little bit strong. What does Malachi say? Will a man rob God? How? Tithes and offerings, right? Now, how many here understand tithes and offerings? You understand what I'm talking about? All right. A tithe is ten percent, right? Now, a lot of people don't like to talk about this, but a tithe is 10% of your gross pay. It's not what you bring home. It's how much did you make. that makes sense? You understand what I'm saying? Now, I wasn't planning on getting on this at all, so every day the Holy Ghost has brought this up for some reason. I was blessed when I got saved 57 years ago in my front room. I was sitting in my front room. Now, if anybody you've been in the house, you know where my front room is. I'm not talking about the big I'm talking about the front room of the house, watching Rex Humbard. That's how I got saved 57 years ago. First thing I learned was tithes and offerings, because that's what they believed in. You want to favor God in your life, make your mind up. If you know Jesus, start giving your tithes and offerings. Now your tithe is 10%. Your offering is above that. Does that make sense? And a lot of people don't like to hear what I just told you. But I'm telling you the truth. If you want blessed, you need the anointing, you need the favor, and you need the fire. I'm going to close with a couple more scriptures because I'm not, I'm, I'm, almost done <laughs> time-wise I want to say this if we dismiss the service this morning you want to stay for you need me to pray for you for something I'm going to be here all right and there's others is going to be here no matter what it is Um Luke 6.38, give it, it shall be given unto you, good measure, pressed down and shaken together, and running over shall men give unto your bosom, and, and the same measure you meet out, will be the same measure it brings back. So don't forget, what you give, you get back. Pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Amen? Glory to God. Favor will bring your finances. I could get into a lot of things on money right now, but I'm not, because we we got a wealth transfer that's coming. How many believe that? The wealth of sinners laid up for the righteous, right? we got a wealth transfer coming very quickly. So get yourself ready. Get yourself in in a position to receive what's coming. How many remember the first wealth transfer? Anybody tell me? Exodus. Exodus, right? All right when moses took the children of israel out of egypt what happened he took all the gold all the silver all the cattle everything the the egyptians had transfer of wealth god's about ready to do another one he's getting ready to have a wealth transfer right now and it's coming very soon do what that went out of and no that's right that's right none none was sick and then his shoes didn't even wear out and everything else on you get on. you get into that real big time I'm telling you right now but I'm telling you we're about to walk into a wealth transfer if you've been a giver step up the plate and say God that's me what happened in uh, let me see if I got it written down here. I don't see it here. Anyway, uh, a, lot of th- a lot of things I'm kind of waiting on or slowing on, or whatever you want to call it. I don't know what the words are. Because I don't I don't know sure how far to go with the Holy Ghost. So anyway. To receive the wealth transfer, you have to be a giver. If you are, then God says, I'll give it back to you. The wealth of the sinner is laid up for who? The righteous. That's what I'm trying to think of. God says the wealth of the sinner is laid up for the righteous. If you're right standing with God, you're in line for the wealth transfer. Now, it also says in the word of God that the, the thief cometh to steal, kill, and destroy, right? All right. Well, when the thief is found out, what happens? He says that he'll have to pay back sevenfold. Is that right? All right. Now, if you start figuring figures, God multiplies. He doesn't add. He multiplies. Is that right? God doesn't take away. He multiplies it back to you. He says the devil's got to have to uh, loose it and turn it back to you seven times. Everything. Have you been stole from, from, from the devil at any time in your life? If you have, then you're in line for the wealth transfer. If you're lining up with what God tells you to do. I believe very shortly, and it could be within the next few weeks. Now, you're going to go out here and say, I'm crazy. But it's okay. I believe I know what I'm talking about. We're about ready to experience the wealth transfer and the, everything being restored the devil stole. Has the, has the devil stole your health? Mm-hmm. If you let him, if you let him, he'll, st- he'll steal, you blind. That's where you have to speak the word. Amen. The mountain, remove the mountain. You've got to speak it. I mean that's, that's just the way it is. All right? All right, it's, it's high noon right now. <laughs> high noon in the Holy Ghost. How many believe that? All right, when well, I maybe this is not a too exciting message to you, but well, when you receive the Holy Spirit, the baptism of the Holy Ghost, God fills you to full, till running over, and He says that the the uh, evidence of being filled with the Holy Ghost is speaking in an unknown tongue. That's the fullness of the Holy Ghost, as I know it. That makes sense. Makes sense. Because when you're filled with the Holy Ghost, it's the, your, your your language wants to come out. It just it's just the way it is. That makes sense, too? Yeah, I, I hear what you're saying, but I'm not I'm not trying to be argumentative. I was just no, no, that's fine. That's that's fine. Certain people have different. The Holy well, I, I understand that. I understand that. So you're saying once you speak in tongues, then you have the. That's the evidence that you received it, yeah. That's according to the Word of God. Okay. Yeah. Now, when I received the Holy Ghost uh, 50 years ago, I'll never forget it. I can take you to the little church, I can take you to the pew, and everything. They prayed for me for about 10 or 15 minutes, and I could not get my language to come out. I could not get it to to be released. So for the next three weeks, I prayed every day. I said, God, if what they're saying is true about the Holy Ghost, then I want to speak in an unknown language. I want my prayer language, and I want to pray in the Holy Ghost. Okay? Three weeks later, I was back in the woods, doing my job. I come around this little curve in a swamp. I can take you to the spot. I say, God, I want my prayer language. And boom, the Holy Ghost lit me up like a Christmas tree. I mean tell you the my tongue was loose, man. Glory to God. There's some of you looking at me like I'm a little weird. <laughs> I'm not weird. I'm just filled with the Holy Ghost. There's a fire burning down in here. Guys, whoever, whoever wants the fire, come up. If you want to anoint with, with oil, we're going to anoint you. Uh, don't leave without anything that you'll come here to get for it. get today because you're going to get it. Amen. Come on, everybody. Father in heaven right now, in the name of Jesus, I give you praise and glory for every person that's going to receive the Spirit. Continue receiving their healing, and Lord God, receive the impartation of favor and the fire. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, if you want prayer, just come on down forward right now. Don't be shy.